Hey everybody, welcome back to Roosters on Olentangy River Road in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. I am Austin Ward. This is Letterman Live. Uh, coming off of a week that I would say was not very encouraging for college football. Uh, Justin Zwick down there, Anthony Schlegel, the difference, and for the first time on our airwaves, Stephanie Odie. Uh, joining us to you go talk by Steph or Stephanie. Either is it a PH? I, I, when or I'm an announcing, F? I'd say Stephanie, but I my social media handles are Steph. Is it with an F or a PH? PH. Okay, cool. Yeah. Are we good now? Yeah, so just got that out of the way. Know what to call Steph. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah, Steph, you asked about my first name. Everyone asked about my last yeah. name. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. call people by their last name. I get Ote and all that, but you guys <laughs> My wife's name is Stephanie, so I'm good now. We're, Steph. So boom. We're already into a fun, casual conversation. Yeah. For real. So, who needs an intro? Yeah. As long as there's mac and cheese bites and schlegel. Yeah, I've already got, I've already got, this is how I break my fast every Monday. <laughs> I just eat mac and cheese bites and an Italian sub. Poof, David Copperfield. Some of your uh, mac and cheese bites are gone, Schlegs. You got here a little late today. Oh, okay. Jay-Z took Early some. Early bird gets the worm. That's right. The boss man, Spencer Holbrook, took some back there. Everybody's feasting on him. you got to you got to move quick around here. Well, I've introduced them all of how good it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we didn't know. Spreading the gospel. I want to know if their sales have gone up since since this has happened. You guys always talk about the mac and cheese bites. Mac and cheese bites are, I think, are real. <laughs> I think they have to. And plus, if you come on Tuesdays in the month of July, you get 20% off. So Boom. Thanks. Good plug there. Thanks Go ahead, Roosters. Yes. Man, this guy is savvy. <laughs> He's a pro. Listen, I only endorse things that I, I have all the time, right? I wear Rocky boots. I wear a car. I worked out in these jeans today, like had a great workout. Tri-blend T-shirts. And I love mac and cheese bites and Italian subs. I mean, it's and I like Chipotle. You know? <laughs> hey, we'll get to and that. Which, which is a bad thing because guess what? My oldest son, guess what he doesn't like? Chipotle, like straight up dagger to the heart. I'm like, oh, that's, that's but he rough. loves roosters, so we're good. He as loves long as their he wings. Loves roosters. Mild, he loves roosters. Mild wings and pepperoni pizza from here. And he loves Ohio State football. Yes. So. Yeah, he does love the Buckeyes. I mean, so. he's not really a football guy. Right, my youngest son. I mean, again, football is a mentality. It's an attitude. Like, you have to love physical contact and not knocking somebody's junk in the dirt and also being able to take a hit. I mean, you know. Yeah, you gotta be able to take a hit. Yeah, you're, right, you're gonna love well, you <laughs> knocking people in the ground. I didn't knock anybody into the ground ever. No, no, no. But you, <laughs> but, but, I loved but, it. but you gotta but be I able took to. A hit. But you gotta be able to take yeah, a hit and love it. contact, right? Yeah, yeah, that's part of the deal. Yeah, it's part I of the deal. I love football. You think I'm taking hits? No. No, but you enjoy the game of football. You enjoy watching other people take hits. Right, right. Yeah, you enjoy watching players that like to hit people or get hit. Like, that's cool. Well, speaking of hitting people, are we going to see people be hit this, this what's, season? What's what happened? Austin, that's, what's going on? Last week. Oh, that's amazing. Ooh, Can I get you. one of those with just a little extra lemonade? Last week was not a great development for that, Jay-Z. We've been talking about this every day since March, and our optimism level. Last week was the first time I really was – pessimistic about it why you know i i've told you guys a hundred times that don't I assimilate to the united states Austin, and we were no, talking about it it's not a, it's not my bro. decision i know right but don't be pessimistic i you know that i'm an optimist about Good. everything i know and you've been a part of the show i don't take the half empty viewpoint but three quarters full. when they're having to look at this and, and i told you guys since march that i thought this would be what happened we're reporting mm -hmm. on it there's going to be conference only that didn't surprise me but the fact that it actually became real that they made that choice in July, which I also thought they needed to do. If you're going to plan a schedule and be flexible, you needed to do that in July and, and start working on it as soon as possible. But with everybody else around the country still being resistant to this idea, which seems like a no-brainer to me, thank you. That you, the financial ramifications I think are not being looked at enough. If the stand, if the horseshoe is empty, they shouldn't be paying 1.3 million dollars to Bowling Green. They have to get out of that to save their own skin. But you know, when it became real, the fact that they can't commit to certain games on certain days and that you need uh, bye weeks in case there's an outbreak, all that stuff to me was 
really, <clears throat> once it became official, it was much more sobering than when I said, well, that's probably what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, you, you, you has been saying that. And uh, it just, I had a couple people who I told, well, you know, my guy, my insider <laughs> knows, you know, he's saying this is what he thinks is going to happen. And then it, boom. So I'm getting texts saying, you were right. right. You know, and it's just like, it, it's, it's not just like one I wanted of, to be. It, well, none of us wanted that to happen because we know what the next step is, right? So you say, you're going, all right, we're crunching this down to just Big Ten teams, and we just know that if something else comes out, it's not going to be good. Right. You know, so I think that is where it's kind of like, oh, like you thought maybe that was going to happen, but when it does, it's just like, okay, now they're setting themselves up to either see, or they're going to see how this plays out here in the end of July into early August, and the next step is just, uh, I don't even want to say it. The biggest thing for me was the shift in Gene Smith's tone. I mean, mm-hmm. he was so optimistic early on. Mm-hmm. He was talking about half of the stadium being full, and now he's saying, hey, <laughs> we may not play. And, right. and, and he's even said the athletic department can't survive a year without football, which is shocking to me. They Ohio, can? A year without Ohio State football, he says <clears throat> they can survive that. They're one of a few programs across the country, though. Right. I, I have to imagine that feels that way and i don't think that that's a realistic outcome it's much easier for them to say that right now and that you know two months budget out ahead of time but if you remove all of the revenue for an entire year and you ppp loan bro 220 million dollars i'm afraid they're not going to get 220 (laughs) to bail out all those sports and i just don't think that gene smith was ready to have that conversation publicly Mm -hmm. i can assure you that there are discussions right now that some school some sports will not survive the fact that stanford has already cut the amount that they did 11 means that uh mm-hmm. you know even though ohio state's revenue and interest is much higher than stanford um this is where it's going if you don't have a hundred thousand people in that stadium seven times uh they're not get, not every sport is going to survive and all of that is still part of the sobering reality and also why schlegs that i think that they will continue to make every every possible avenue explored to have games because they know how important it is to the university and athletic department. Well, I just read a deal. I mean, if Alabama doesn't have football, they lose $2 billion in the city of Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's a real deal, right? I mean, let's look at the economy of, of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, it goes it beyond all, the university. Yeah, it's, 100%. It's, like, it's all about it's all about Ohio State football. As Ohio State has success, guess what? Our economy in Central Ohio is booming. Why? Because there's the inventory of the stadium, right? So now you got the IMG thing of which we gave, right? We get $10 million a year for the IMG and the signage. But if there's nobody going to the stadium, that value of that signage is, you know, devalued, right? So you have all those. My, my whole entire problem with all of this really is what we have in the country. And it is a lack of communication of where we actually are and a lack of planning. Like there should be a plan A, a B, a C, and a D. And guess what? It's all subjected to change once we have better data and better understanding. But but guess what? We have no da- we have no data or understanding. It's whatever people put on social media. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have one source to go to. So I don't know who the Big Ten is talking to, mm-hmm. right? To say hey, we're going to cut this. Like I thought, August first would be the deadline, and say hey, we're going to push the seat. We're going to start September one or whatever that weekend looked like. That's enough time to get ready, right? Because again, if you open it up into July, where it's like you know what, now you can have twenty hours. Yeah, it's not going to be contact, but then you could potentially be in shells. But you got a twenty-hour work week. There's a lot of of the install things that you can get out of the way before you go into a camp type mode, right? So we can we can plan up to August 1. Say, August 1, tentatively, Big Ten as an organization, conference, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a, you know, plan A is this, mm-hmm. okay? 
plan B will be this, see this. They maybe don't have to say that, but they already have it in their back pocket. We will make it a, a, a uh, decision on August whatever of where we're going to go. And then they can facilitate what those plans are to everybody else so they could be prepared because, again, flexibility is the key to air power. Right, So if I'm flexible with my program, I understand everything that the, the governing body is going to do. I can adapt. That's what they've been doing this entire time is adapting. Mm-hmm. So my problem was coming out and saying, hey, now we're going to cancel all the conferences. And then again, that goes back to home games. That also goes to money being lost in the MAC that was scheduled to play 11. And if it was done because of logistics, now was kind of my problem with the deal. We're going to do this for the safety of the players and logistics. There ain't nobody daggum closer than the MAC schools. So if it's a logistics, yeah, if it's a logistic issue, then say, then, then don't, I mean, if it's not a logistic issue, if it's a, we want to have more bye weeks and, and flexibility in our schedule, then say, hey, guess what? It's that we want more flexibility in our schedule, not because we're going to do it for safety or logistics of being able to test people, right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, I think the concern with the non-conference opponents, and this is the biggest problem with all of college football, which is long thrived on the chaos and lack of a centralized, really, governing body. The conferences lead the way. And so the conferences are going to be setting the protocol and, and deciding how much money needs to be spent, maybe allocating that money to somebody like Rutgers, who doesn't have it, since I use them as the example every single week, since they <laughs> probably won't be playing football, uh, given the rules in mm-hmm. their state. But, you know, you, you're not going to be able – people ask that all the time. Well, if you can fly to Wisconsin, why couldn't you fly to Oregon? Well – you, don't, you can probably assume that the Pac-12 is going to have the same approach to quarantine, to testing, to uh, making public your announcements about who's going to play and who can't play. You can assume that's probably going to be the case, but you don't know for sure. But there is a huge financial gap between the MAC and the Big Ten. <coughs> the Big Ten is not going to pay to make sure that the week of that game, that Bowling Green has the exact same protocol. Right, for sure. And and I so I get that. Like. It would have been great if all of college football had come out last week at the same time. Which is my which is my second problem, right. right? Like, do we not talk to other conferences? I mean, the hotbed of all the outbreaks right now are, guess what, all in the South. Well, what conference is that? The SEC. Are we not – like, can you not pick up a phone and say, hey, listen, because, again, if we won a national championship, it's the Power Five. So can we not get on the phone with the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and the SEC, bump the ACC and us, right? Because they only got Clemson. Just call Clemson's AD, right? Bump everybody else. And just say, hey, listen, here's what we're going to do, right? Here's our plans. Is everybody cool with these plans? What are things that you have to work out logistically? Because at some point, we're all going to have to come together to play a semifinal and a championship game if we want a true champion for 2020. But why can't we do that? And it wasn't like oh, the Big Ten wanted to be the first mover just like in business. Right, so we're just going to come out and set the tone without talking to anybody. Yeah. Maybe the other somebody else has better ideas. I that's my problem: lack of communication, lack of transparency. We know what's going on. Just talk it. Just talk and say everybody. All conferences are going to come out on August first, and here's what we're going to do. Can we all just say yes? But everybody has their own damn agenda. Everybody want, wants to look like the person that that plugged it first, bumped that. Number one thing is the player's safety and the players playing a game of football and the ramifications of non-football that affects our economy, but it also affects the student-athletes that are playing now, where they go to next year, right, potentially the NFL, and the high school seniors that are trying to get scholarships. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't play and we don't have a season in college football, now they got to go back and look at junior film. And guess who ain't getting getting a scholarship if that happens? This guy, (laughs) right, because I needed a senior year. 
Real, I mean, that's real. There's a, a lot, lot of, of other things. There that needs a senior year. There's a lot of mm-hmm. things besides just college football this year that affects, and it just it goes from top bottom, man. There's a lot of people affected by it. So let's do our due diligence. Let's have conversation. Let's have a plan, and then let's execute at a high level. All right, so they've. Well, I mean, what else do you want to talk about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so they've made See, that Stephanie, twist. this is a fun, casual conversation. <laughs> and then I get juiced up, but this I'm kind of mild because I always work out He's before. saving it up for the linebacker <laughs> well, you talk. You brought up an interesting point about high school, and there is a trickle down effect. This past week in Ohio, high schools have been talking about maybe shifting to a spring schedule for football. Mm-hmm. And what does that do? For college and then the NFL. The NFL has openly said that they're not changing the draft. Yeah. Well, you know, they might have to, but... They certainly need to. Yeah, yeah, well, what happens if Ohio high school players are playing football in the spring? Well, I guess what? I'm going to tell you what happens, Stephanie. It's a huge trickle effect. Well, what are they going to do in Texas, right? So, I mean, again, now you're going to have some states that are playing in the fall, Mm -hmm. some states that are playing in the spring. You're going to have to wait. But then what are are some of those really high-profile guys? They're going to be like, hey, listen, I don't want you to wait to go look at this five-star guy from from Ohio, I'm from Texas, I'm the five-star guy, I'll commit now, but you want to wait on that guy to see his film, right, because I'm comparing two five-star cats to each other, then who are you well, going to What you're going to have, and the problem there is, you sell these seniors, you're going to play in the spring this year, you're going to graduate, and then you're going to play. And then you're going to go to camp, you yeah. know what all those five-stars who already committed are going to say? I'm not playing. Right, exactly. I'm not, I'm not risking That's a, great point, a, seven, a seven game season or whatever it is in the spring where I'm going to turn around two weeks later and go to my college and of choice. And be injured, which, so, is why, which is why I don't like the spring football aspect of playing two seasons in one. Yeah. You mean I want to play a senior year of college football and then go to a training camp in the NFL? Go Bucks. Well, since you opened up this rabbit hole. Um, Ooh, is that me or Justin? <laughs> I think Steph. <laughs> I think Steph. I usually get Steph the blame, but let's go with the new girl. Steph you know the what? new girl. You so, know what, though, Justin? That was a great point. <laughs> and, and here's the deal with those kids. Like, Travion Henderson, he has already said, basically, you know, Virginia is looking at his spring football schedule. Well, he's an early enrollee for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He's losing his senior year, and he's not going to stick around for that. And guess what? If they play in the spring and he's an early enrollee. He'll already be here. What wow. do you even have to yeah. Your roster could suddenly be 110 uh-huh. people. Yeah. So the NCAA then has to say, well, we're going to change our rules for signing players. We're going to have to waive the scholarship maximum. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, so there's 100 things that they have. If they're thinking about spring, which is why the Big Ten is opposed to it, not this specific reason, but there are 100 complications that arise. We're already talking about that with, like, the NCAA still hasn't ruled on C.J. Saunders. Mm-hmm. That would put Ohio State at 86. Are you going to give him you know, that opportunity to play because of the uncertainty? You probably would be if you're the NCAA and you're mm-hmm. smart. But this is on a much larger level because all those early enrollees, you can't tell them, <clears throat> no, sorry, there's no room because we're going to stick to 85 scholarships. Well, you already can't do that. Mm-hmm. Those guys are signing unless you suspend the signing period in December. Now we're on another rabbit hole. Like These are the complications that are going to pile up one after the other and why I don't view a spring season as a solution. No. Urban Meyer and Joel Klatt even discussed this last week that according to CDC guidelines for players in this age bracket, it's more dangerous to play a spring and a fall back-to-back than it is to get (coughs) COVID-19. So, I mean, if we're talking about the safety of the players. Boom. Well, let's just say, I mean, (laughs) any season, any practice is, is dangerous for these guys. I mean, it's a sport. It's a violent sport. And anything can happen. So, if you're telling them, hey, you can go out and risk your life. But we don't want to risk getting COVID. Yeah, like right. that. That where 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 do you draw the line yeah, there? You guys, I, I, you guys as players already had to. You don't like thinking about it. Yeah, but no. you already know that there's yeah. a risk to play. You know. I love the risk. Yeah, I think. I it, mean, it, like, I mean, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, listen. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go run my face into somebody else's face mask. Seventy plays a game. That sounds fun to me. 
<laughs> could something potentially bad happen? Yeah, but I love the thrill of knocking somebody's junk off and playing with my teammates right. more, than I, more than I care about the risk. Right? So guess what? If you don't like that, then don't play. You know what I mean? Like, that's the nature of the beast, right? We all have the same decision to make. Mm-hmm. Hey, when I go to Walmart, do I want to wear a mask or not? Well, now it's mandated, right? I don't know if, if hospitalizations are going up or, or deaths are going up, but if cases are going up and people are asymptomatic, I'm not going to get in the mask debate. Testing's but, going up. But, but <laughs> what I do know is this. Like, hey, if you want me to wear it, I'll wear it. I don't care. I'm, you know, it's not necessarily for me, but it's for other people, right? So I'm like, cool, I'll, I'll throw it on there. But you... You know, if I go out to Walmart and I touch the thing and then I go back in and I don't hand sanitize and then I go over and I get a Roosters and I haven't washed my hands like I probably should every time I go to the bathroom, every time I touch a shopping cart, right? I don't do all that stuff and then I stick food in my mouth and now I get COVID from that as opposed to somebody coughing on me. Guess what? Now you got it. I don't know. There's always risk in everything we do. You know what I mean? That's why it's so important to hydrate and bend your knees. Dude, listen, I got another another solution for COVID-19. Listen, my buddies at the Columbus Barrel Company, they they make stuff out of bourbon barrels. But there's always a a little bit of extra bourbon that they just can't get Mm -hmm. out of the bourbon barrel. So then they dump it out because they make stuff out of it, right? Mm -hmm. So they dump it out, and then they filter it. So it's probably 140 proof now, okay. right? And it is the best bourbon. You got a few guys here at Letterman Row that would listen, like to try this, Schlegs. They I don't mean, sell yeah. it. Do not go to them like, hey, we want, we want to buy that stuff because it's illegal to sell. However, <laughs> however if you know the right guy, Papa yeah. Schlegs can bring a mason yeah, come jar. come on, Papa Schlegs. Let's go. Like, hey, man. Let's pass it around. Hey, I tell you what. You only need about this much, and then after you consume it, you can just wipe it on your hands and do this. <laughs> and guess what? Hand sanitizer. You know, and then you hydrate, you sleep, and you bend your knees. Poof, David Copperfield, you're good. Wake up feeling great. <laughs> Proper shin angles. That's and important. That's the cure to COVID nineteen. Yeah. Well, he's been he's been preaching it since March. I mean, <laughs> well, there's another. I mean, and there's, he's healthy as can be. I'm all. Yeah. I'm, listen, I'm in the weeds and all this stuff. So this right now, just you know, informing the viewers. Right. Sure. This is called an aura ring. Right now, this is being tested. They have some tests somewhere else, but it's being tested in the military. I know the people that are doing the testing. What it's good is, one, it's the number one sleep tracker out there, which I love it for that, but it can also check your heart rate, or it it checks your um, heart rate variability, but it also checks your body temperature, Mm -hmm. right? So again, as you deprive yourself of sleep, right, your body, and you cannot recover faster, fast enough, right, because sleep is the number one thing. How do I want to get big? Sleep big, okay, boom. Right, but if you're not recovered, you're more susceptible to things because your immune system is shot. Right, it's so like again, sleep, yeah. hydration, all those things. But it can check how much your your te- body core body temperature is increasing, and then they can be proactive and say, "Listen, this person's not recovered. His or her body temperature is going up. You know what? Guess what? You're going to be held out for three to five days, almost like a self quarantine type deal. I'd rather you lose you for three than lose you for fourteen. Right, so that's kind of how people are doing wearables and stuff right now. But again, eat, sleep, hydrate, workout, like bend your knees. I think that's like ten companies that owe us a check for this show now. <laughs> you <laughs> would love the bracelets in the NBA bubble. They tell you everything. I can't stand the whoop. No, they suck. Listen, I'm in the weeds on all well, this whoop stuff. Whoop won't be people, sending a check. Yeah, yeah no. a, a whoop. <laughs> and you want, you want to know why I don't like the whoop? The whoop rechargeable battery is like super short, right? Like I, this thing lasts seven days. I'm all about users. Like I don't want to be charging my Apple Watch. Hey, Apple, fix this. Get on like a seven-day, 14-day type deal because my kids always steal my charger little thing that goes in, not my cord, <laughs> but the little nugget that goes in the wall, and they're using it for something else, and I go and I set it on my nightstand and get charged up. Guess what? Not plugged in. Right? Why? Because they stole my daggum charging thing. <laughs> Right? That's real life when you have a 13, 12, and 8, you know? 
Poof. Crack that whip over there on Man. those Schlegel kids. No, I, thought I just, it was, I thought I just it was love them. <laughs> I just love on them. I'm just, you know. I thought it was going to take till the second segment when we talked about linebackers <laughs> to get him going, but man, yeah. Schlegs is wild. Out. I had a Sorry, really good sleep, so here's one. and he's all riled here's You one. know what? You want to see my sleep last night? I slept my face <laughs> off. I was at a baseball tournament, did not sleep my face off. Hotel, ooh, bumpy. Anyways, last night, sleep, 80% good. My resting heart rate while I'm sleeping, 39. None of you guys got that. You guys need to work out more. Um, anyways, eight, eight hours and 15 minutes. That's big time I'm sleep so right there. I'm so glad I know that fact. Jay-Z, are you I comparing sleep? Know. I'm, I'm comparing okay. sleep. All right. I don't have the ring or anything. I just have a bed that tracks it. Okay, cool. Which is probably pretty decent. All right, what else are we talking about? That was 74 right, so, last night. Man, I tell you what. I thought this might push it up because the way that this schedule is going to work. Arnold Palmer's are amazing. To try and get us back okay. on some semblance of track. Yes. You know, when you cut it down to conference only and you build in uh, these off dates, like I don't think my understanding is that we'll probably get a schedule for September and part of October, but not a complete one. I don't think they'll just take the Big Ten games that were scheduled as is and they'll play them at that time, and that won't work because then you remove weeks – Week zero, one, two, and three for mm-hmm. Ohio State where they can play games. So what does that mean? Well, if you need to play your division opponents early to start and have a conference race, November 26th this year, last Saturday in November, that's probably going to get moved. It could be the first game of the season. <coughs> I raised that question to you guys. If there was one game we started the season with Michigan oh. and then coronavirus hit and let's say we lost it. Whoa, first off, we, we first lost. off, we you don't you talk lost. like that around here. Suppose we lost. I got even. Stephanie, I mean, if you lost game on this show. to the team up north, would this season have been worth playing if you played one game and it was an L for Coach? I don't think it would be worth it if we only played one game. I think you got to go into this and just say, we're going to do this. Right. And we're going to set this up and we're going to go. And I know that can't happen because they're so scared of something bad happening, but. I wouldn't want to play one game now. I would rather them just cancel the whole dang thing if they're going to do that because it's just... Well, I think that's what Gene Smith was alluding to with all the flexibility is they wanted to have gaps in there so that if there was a team that needed the two-week in yeah. quarantine that they would have that. But if they had one game or two and then the season took a turn and they had to end it, mm-hmm. you know, which would be those games that you guys needed to see? I already brought this up. Everybody needs to come to Roosters, get Arnold Palmer, and everybody drink out of the same one. They all get it. Boom, quarantine now. Boom. That's what, what they're saying Clemson's doing. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't shut down they, the they probably They're probably not doing that, like, officially. They don't, have, they don't have the COVID jug. <laughs> all the kids, all the, all the dudes. <laughs> the Gatorade bottle, is that the one? Give it to me. Oh, my gosh. That's it. It, it says like number 19. Yeah, yeah. Are you number 19? <laughs> yeah. It's all red with, like, a COVID-looking <laughs> thing on there, you know. It's like, oh, this, a, this must be a good one. Oh, that's the so trainer has a biohazard <laughs> suit on, handing it out to people. Smoking in my hand. I don't know. Uh, what were we talking about? Michigan, if you oh. play week one. If the, if there was one game played mm. and it was a loss. You know what? Here's the deal. I, I trust in our guys to be way more prepared for that game than right. them. So guess what? Saddle up. Yeah, I mean, it's still right. the Big Ten. I still don't see anybody beating us. So if we did have one game, I don't, I don't see us losing it. So I feel fine. Yeah. And plus, they're here this year. Right? I, I know it sounds like I talk about how much better the Big Ten is, at least since I started covering it, the, the way that the play has elevated in this league. But still, the only two games that I'm really interested in seeing for Ohio State this year, and that sounds bad, but I mean Penn State and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't think anybody else is even remotely close in terms of talent, and Michigan's not either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's there's a reason that these blowouts have been happening, and why the winning streak is what it is for the Buckeyes. So if I wanted to see only one game, 
and you wanted to name a Big Ten champion, yeah. that I would only want to see Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah. I know that might sound crazy to, you know, the rivalry and, and gold pants and all Michigan. that, but those are the two best teams. Yeah, but if you're not going to throw the Michigan game at the end of the year, I don't want it anyway. So that, yeah. I mean, it's just that's the end of the year. That's just where that game Harbaugh is played. Would love that. <laughs> well, I'm sure he would. Yeah, try and switch things up a little bit, but I, he could use the break. I think that game is end of the year. Final game of this, you know, the Big Ten schedule or the, of the regular season schedule, and I think that's how I it's supposed to be. I just can't see them waiting I, for that game. Yeah, I know, but Michigan and Michigan. I mean, it State, won't end up on that date this year. It may oh. end up somewhere in the middle of the season, depending on how things go. But starting off, uh, I think Orville they, Worcester did that one time. I it did not go well. <laughs> it was not a good way to start the season off. You know, I mean, that's right. That's the other part too, right? If you put everything into that game, and then it's at the front end and it doesn't go your way, like just say for Michigan because they're the one that loses every game, mm -hmm. like their whole season's lost already. What are you even playing for? Yeah. You just quit. Yeah. Oh, suddenly <laughs> they have 100 COVID. Oh, uh, it happened again. We got crushed by Ohio State. We're done. We're Fi done. Just Don't finally even. fire Harbaugh yeah. and just move on. Yeah, like, just yeah. cancel the season. Be well, done so, with it. so how many guys? We got six teams right on the east, right? So is it really is seven. is seven? Who, who am I missing? Rutgers, Maryland. Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, us, and who, Indiana? Yeah. They should be in the East. Well done. They're the West. <laughs> anyway, that, besides that, besides that. Oh, all right, so, so this is how deep into the offseason we're, we're trying to <laughs> – is trying to remember who's in they the They had a good season. I really like their coach, man. Their coach, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job and he got paid, but right. but he's done a really good job. Anyways, so, so is the plan tentatively now we're going to play a nine-game in-conference in, in schedule? They're aiming for ten. They're, the the ten is the ultimate play. goal. Okay, so 10 all conference, and then plan B would be East and West play themselves. I'm just, I'm just they trying have to have an even number, so there's an equal amount of home and away games per se. They, are, we they got already punted on that when they went to nine. Like they're, yeah. they struggle with math in this league. They have for a long time. <laughs> why? I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't pick the name of the league and then go to 14 yeah, no teams. Doubt, Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, it I'm, needs to be 16. <laughs> I'm interested because you kind of brought up a point. Well, if Michigan season's lost, how do you keep players motivated if, you know, a national championship may not be looming? Yeah. Even a conference it's still, championship. It's still, your, it's still your dudes. It's still right. the work and everything that went into it, right? It's still finishing strong. It's still getting an opportunity to go to the league. It's still having a, a winning season and trying to leave it better than you found it type mentality. You know, got, get, dudes don't think like fans, right? It's like, you know. Why we play? We play because we love playing a game of football. We love hitting people. We love we love hitting people, but we love doing it with our teammates, mm -hmm. right? So like that's why that's why we play the game, right? It's not for everything else. It's not for the fanfare and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. At least that's what it was how I played. But I I, would, I was just rocking through their steps, right? So it's like, hey, we're gonna play a ten game schedule. Crap happens. What's the ones that we can eliminate? Right. Eliminate the cross conference ones, right? Mm -hmm. Just go to a solid east and west schedule. Why? Because the only thing that matters in the Big Ten Championship game is the winner of the East and then the winner of the West. So you do have flexibility. And if I was going to have some things where we're going to cancel, maybe it's they alternate those 10, right? So if I got six of my East conference games and I got four of the West, maybe stack them like that, right? So where if it's like, a, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Dad, come fly. You better get off my <laughs> deal, man. I need to like a saran wrap this thing, man. I don't want him laying eggs in there or nothing. But anyways, you see what I'm saying? Because that way, well, I mean, that way, if you had an uh, uh, east and then a, a crossover, then an east and a crossover, at least then you can say, hey, that crossover game doesn't really necessarily matter because it's not. 
it's not directly impacting the winner of the East, meaning one-on-one competition. It does because a win's a win and a loss is a loss. But you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, could they build in some flexibility even in that schedule as to that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at, right? So is it better just to play East and West and then come together for a true conference champion of those? Probably, but then you're and. and Look, we don't know what they're going to announce when they do. It's mm. supposed to be. We could. Ha- we when could are they hear, coming out with this? We could hear a schedule sometime this week or perhaps next week. Uh, they're working through all that because if what you're talking about, if the best way to ensure that you actually have a season is to stack and get your division games first, well, then you're only going to play six games and then a Big Ten championship game after that. What would the value of the West games crossover games be? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, but then you're taking. But that's not what they're trying to do. Maybe they should be. I don't know. Well, it needs to be. It needs to be a contingency plan. Like that's all I'm thinking about. Like again, when you don't know and you have uncertainty, what's the next step? Well, then this is how we're going to do it, right? Like again, and the other thing that we're dealing with is that you have. You talked about Rutgers, man. They're in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. like they're going to have different rules and right. regulations. Yeah. You got you got Northwestern. You got to deal in with Illinois. all these Michigan. You got I mean, Michigan. Like different it's, states. Everybody's Some different. Some states could have fans. Some could. I mean, New Jersey says what? You got quarantine fourteen days. If you're right, uh, yep. You know, if you're coming from there, going somewhere, you can't can't play football that way. No. You can't have a game there and then shut that team down for 14 days. Hey, so man, I was like, hey, do they get kicked out? And they're not going to win a game anyways. So do we just leave Rutgers out of it and which say, blows my mind we're going to go. We're even talking about fans. I mean, at Dagum, you go to the Dagum Walmart in Sandusky, Ohio, like I went because we were playing a baseball tournament up there. Dude, there was like 5,000 people in that Dagum Walmart. For the last Walmart, four man. months. Yeah, just For rocking. the last four months, it doesn't tell, matter. You mean, yeah, you got the aisles, right? You can only go down this one aisle, but there's 30 people in that one aisle, right? And then you got the one guy that doesn't read the signs just like me. I'm that guy. I'm just in here trying to find some Tiger Bomb. You know what I mean? Right? And, like, you mean to tell me we can't have people just in the stands wearing masks, drinking some <laughs> bootleg bourbon? You know what I mean? Hand sanitizer and drink it. You're good. Go All Bucks. Right. All right, well, we're going to take a Private break. Private label. So Schlegs can reload. Steph, you Arnold like being Palmer. here? This is nice, man. Love it. Yeah, this is a good time. Fun cheese casual. bites. I want to pound this sandwich. All right, mm. hang on to it. It's fun so casual good. joint. It's Letterman Live. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Roosters, my favorite spot on Olentangy River Road. A fun casual update with our good friend Nicole Cox. It's July, and we've got... Some special promotions going out to get people out and enjoying the good food here. What do we got coming? So we're very, very excited about this. We've been wanting to do this, you know, ever since all of this change has kind of started. Um, We are doing a thank you celebration to everyone. Um, To us, everybody in the community is a hero, truly a hero. Um, From moms and dads to first responders, healthcare workers, everyone to us is a hero. So we want to thank everyone and all of our loyal guests for their being on generous support during these difficult times um, and so we're doing that by offering 20% off for dine-in and carry-out to everyone every Tuesday in July so you come in and basically it's a day we just want to celebrate everyone celebrate all the heroes show our appreciation to the community and we're doing that by offering 20% off I like that it's both because some people still aren't ready to go out and eat and that's mm-hmm. fine so the carry has been working got the online ordering going yes but you guys have also been doing because we've been in here now for I don't know five or six weeks inside table spaced out all the servers wearing masks like it it, we've been staying on the patio which is always open come sit out here if you can like yeah so you guys have all those bases covered to get people any way that they want out here we we are doing the best we can we're following the guidelines we are going above and beyond with sanitation um and we just appreciate everyone just bearing with us through all of this (laughs) and their support because it's a it's a change for everyone so we thought we'd add some excitement and throw some celebration in there (laughs) We really want this to be a celebration of everyone. Yeah. And so, yeah, every Tuesday in July, 20% off. 
off based to everyone. And you've still got, you know, the golf tournament might be coming up. Roosters Foundation still trying to find ways to stay active and really interesting. We really time. are. Um, we are. We've decided we are still going to have our annual charitable event um, of the golf outing, and um, we've gotten the same sponsors we've had every year. And a huge thank you to all of them. So they've been wonderful, and we will see how it goes. <laughs> it's going to look different. Hey, we all have to get creative right now, but it's really awesome. What's going on here? July Tuesdays. Don't miss it. Uh, we're obviously here on Mondays, but uh, if you can't join us, come the next day. It might be better that way anyway, a little <laughs> yeah. bit cheaper and save some money and still get the same great food. Nicole, always great to catch up. Come uh, take advantage of that at Roosters, a fun casual joint all month of July. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Segment number two. Hey, the number one went really long, so I don't know how long Schlegs wants the linebacker week discussion to go. But I know I can get him fired. I'm ready. Get him talking about sleep, and we're here all day. That's, <laughs> who knew that sleep was so fascinating? Jay Z. It's important now competing so that they can compare. Oh, we'll go over sets. our we'll go over our numbers Let's after the show. Product uh, reviews. My dad, growing up, he's like, "Hey, you want to get big? This is how we did it: eat big, sleep big, train big to get big. That's it, right? Everybody, what sounds, I gotta do? Sounds easy. <laughs> gotta eat. If you want to put on weight, you gotta eat calories. Right, you gotta train your face off, heavy dose of iron, and then guess what? For your body to recover, boom, you gotta sleep. Rocket science, you're welcome. I can do two of those things really well. <laughs> yeah, eat and, and sleep, and it's clearly <laughs> clearly showing up right now. And you're hydrating I, in a different way, right? Now, if it's only yeah, if it's only one thing I'm missing, then I guess I guess I know what it is. I'll see if I can pull the trigger on that. Uh, Linebackers week, Schlegs. This oh, one no. near. Am I up? Oh, it's go time, Schlegs. Yeah, Come on, up. baby. Near and dear to your heart. What uh, about it? What are we talking hey, about? Al Washington, I think, did a fantastic job. Washington. Year one with the Buckeyes. and uh, I mean, they were such a mess in 2018. Uh, that had to be painful for you to watch. Um, Billy Davis goes out. Uh, Greg Schiano 2017 was, 2017 was bumpy, too. Yeah, it, it, there were issues. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of these same guys were on the roster, and they took a huge step forward last year. Hmm. Pete Warner, Tuff Borland, Malik Harrison now off to the NFL, Baron Browning. You've still got Taraja Mitchell pushing. Kayvon Pope had a couple interceptions last year and coming off the bench. Dallas Gant played a lot on special teams. Justin Hilliard. Hilliard. So that's seven guys. Yeah. Okay, what do you do with seven? Yeah, how do you rotate that? That's the big question. What is it on me now? What about your what about you what about your linebacker room Schlegs? Because you had you Bobby AJ. Who yeah. who who were did they rotate any I can't remember. Did they rotate anybody in? Or did uh, you guys just Mark, like the old ways just to Marcus, let the three guys go? Marcus Smith. Well they were young. You had Marcus and James who were young, yeah. right? Yeah, I can't remember that they rotated. Though. I mean, how no. hard would it be to have a linebacker well, room like, where you got your three you know starters, what? but you're also going to get these guys meaningful snaps? Let's during talk games. about this. Let's talk about this. This is fantastic. Okay, so one, that's why we have practice so you can get live bullets. Yeah, right. But, but that's no, not but, that's but not no, the same as playing against. But a, nothing can substitute real live bullets yeah. in a game time situation. And linebacker, I would say, very similar to. Quarterback, running back, probably running back, not quarterback, running back. Uh, it is 100% a flow game. And I would also say like a shutdown corner type deal, man corners. Like it is a it is a feel, it is a flow. Like I really never got into the flow of the game until the second or third series because I was digesting. I mean, again, I was super prepared, but there's always something that they're going to show yeah, you they in the first 15. And, and, and right. you want to see if what you saw on film was actually accurate, right? Yep. 
So it is a flow. It is a feel. It's, I mean, you go look at goalies in hockey, like guy gets hot, right? He's staying in there. It's a feel, right? Where are my defensemen? All these things come into play. So having a rotation is definitely to the detriment of the linebacker, right? And I think that sometimes where you see – I'm not going to say gimmicky, but like the certain packages can definitely impact certain guys differently, right? Like I specifically remember we had a game uh, versus Purdue. We got beat. I was pissed off, but like I was balling. I think I had like 12 tackles going into the fourth quarter, and then I really didn't play a lot in the fourth quarter because we had some kind of special package, and then we got beat. Well, Dad Gummy should have taken me off the field. You slapped. You know, whatever, right? But like, but you're in the flow, yeah. you're in the rhythm, you gotta go play. And I think that that's where sometimes figuring that out, but the number one thing is you gotta figure that out and work them out that way in practice, mm. right? Because they gotta understand, like, now we gotta remember, just like I got a 13 year old, same thing when you got an 18 and 22 year olds. They wanna know the why and they wanna be able to understand what, what their role is and when they're going into the game. So when you rotate players like that, you 100% have to do it in practice and you also 100% have to give them the plan as to how we're approaching this game plan, right? Because then they can know. Now, the hard thing, I'm going to give kudos to Al. It's really Greg Madison when he came in and basically solidified, here's what we're running. And I say him as the D coordinator then, yeah. co-D coordinator now, whatever. Everybody's got tiles so we can all pay him a lot of money or whatever. Right. But like, whoever's running the show did a really good job of getting everybody aligned with one common language as to what our defense is. And I think that that's what was missing prior to Greg Madison coming here, right? And so then you have bring in a guy like Al, obviously from Columbus, dad played at Ohio State, great recruiter, knows that style of defense, can articulate that to our guys, and that's where you saw the jump. In 2017 and 18, it was 150% a coach's error. It was coaching, right? 18 and 22-year-olds only do what they're coached to do. If they're mugging the line of scrimmage, not having enough depth and getting reached by a guard, that's on the coach for telling them to mug that way, yeah. right? Like, that's simple. But now you see how they're playing. They had a phenomenal year, right? Number one defense in the country. Am I, am I wrong? No, you're not Okay, wrong. so you go from like 72nd. The worst defense in school history. Right? In 2018. Yeah. Goose poop, right? Yeah. To number one with coaching. the same personnel. <laughs> I think coaching had a lot to do with it. Yeah, that. 100 billion had all to do with it, right? Yeah. You know, so that's the – so one, kudos to Greg Madison. Well – Kudos to Ryan Day for making the changes that he needed to make when he made them, right? That we all yep. knew that needed to be made. But then bringing in those key people, along with now surrounding him with bringing back Kerry Combs, who just has another value of coaching high school, coaching college, coaching in the pros, to add to Greg Masson. Now you have a bunch of dudes with a high-give-a-shit factor that want to coach our dudes, and our dudes had the same high-give-a-shit factor. Woo! <laughs> Juiced out of your mind. So what, what do you want to talk about, depth chart? Okay, uh, Pete Warner, great linebacker. Yeah, Jay Z and what? Steph just sitting. You guys, you, you guys go, and I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll fall off you. Well, when you talk no, about Steph, I think this position is the one that suffered the most not having a spring game, aside maybe from the quarterback, freshman quarterbacks not getting some reps. But I think if you're going to from a death perspective, right? If you're going to rotate players the way we anticipate linebackers to, I think that missing the spring was detrimental to them but i do trust those coaches al washington went to the same high school as me well, what waterston shout out give a kudos to them but I, I i agree with you i think grabbing them from michigan seeing what they did there bringing it to ohio state was <coughs> no amazing yeah i don't i, I mean i don't know what, what's going to happen with these young guys i think uh you have a group that has a ton of experience i mean you look back to the those years when we had the worst defense in right. school history 
people st- I feel like people still remember that on these guys that are starting now and still kind of group them in there. Tough, eh, tough boy. We, we want these young guys who are right. these five stars to be here because <laughs> remember two years ago, these guys had some tough times, you know, and nobody thinks about it like Schlegs and you guys just put it coaching and bad positions and getting reached by the guard because they're up, you know. People don't think of it that way. They just remember, man, I saw them get toasted a bunch. Yep. And so they think, all right, we want these young guys. But – Having that experience, Legs, I mean, you know, you were a 27-year-old freshman at Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, you get that experience. You're in that room. You're the leader. Yeah. I think it's going to – I don't think you're going to see as much rotation. I don't either. You know, I mean, I think you're going to let your, your vets go do their thing. You're going to have great young linebackers for special teams, you know, to do that kind of thing. If, if it's a different kind of package and someone's a little bit better for covering or doing something like that, maybe you bring them in and you have that set before the games, uh, you know, each week. But we're we're we got some vets there, you yeah. know. And if we get everybody healthy and they stay that way, these young guys, unfortunately, because you got to keep these guys happy nowadays, or else that portal comes and they're gone. You know, I think they're going to let these guys play and Pump these, the portal. these well, well, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Actually, a year like I think this, where culture is so important, having upperclassmen, especially Captain Turf Borland, mm-hmm. having them back is going to elevate tough, tough <laughs> turf. Oh, I asked Same him thing. once, I'm like, tough, how tough are you? <laughs> and then I asked uh, if everyone actually called Master Teague Master. <laughs> yeah. Just playing some name games. But I think having – What did Tough say? Because he doesn't have much of a sense of humor from my – It was kind of <laughs> – right. Same with Master. He had the, kind of the same reaction. Yeah. But I think culture is so key here because if these guys are basically communicating virtually and if they can't be in the weight room, like, yeah, you can email along a, a workout, but how – much different and how much elevated is it when you have someone training you right there in front of you? I mean, I think it's, well, that's huge. Their competitive advantage is the fact that they know exactly what's going on. So they don't need a lot of reps in a spring ball to get you ready. And they're all bought in. They right. came back. Well, well, they, well, they all, but they know the defense, right? Cause they played at a high level last year and to the detriment of the young cats, right? It's about consistency. And that's what I've been saying all along. Like, Hey, we need to replace Peter. We need to replace tough, right? Like, all right, guess what? If you believe that Al Washington is so good, he would have replaced him, mm-hmm. right? So obviously there's something going on behind the scenes, like AKA practice, <laughs> right? Or AKA yeah. grade, you know, the grade Film, of the football yeah, game. I mean, oh, right? to, where, to where you have a dude that I always tell my kids that, man, competitive excellence, you want to be competing within a room to compete as a team. Compete within a team to compete as a team, 100%. But when it comes to game time, guess what? You're going to throw the dudes that you can trust mm-hmm. and the most consistent players out there, yep. right? Who cares if a guy can have a flash here and a flash there, but he grades out at a 78 and you grade out at a 90. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I'm going to play the guy that grades out at a 90 because guess what? My job's on the line, yep. right? So then you take these guys and why they have a competitive advantage going into this. And like you mentioned, Stephanie, the leadership the leadership factor is like when they go in day one, they ain't worried about where the front's being set, where the checks need to be made because they basically are going to be one. They've been doing all the zooms, but they've already done it. They've already seen it. They have all the experience, right? So they're going to walk out there and it's going to go like this with those cats rolling. Now, over time, as we get into the season, we still got to be preparing those guys. And I'll give you a good story about that. Curtis Grant, 2014 national championship, right? Five-star guy, Raekwon McMillan came in, boom. He didn't say, hey, I'm not going to teach you. Hey, it's going to be all on me. It's my senior year. No, he worked with Raekwon. They split time all year, mm-hmm. but in the three biggest games of the year, Curtis had his best games, right? Yep. And, that's, and, and that's the type of leadership that we have on these seniors with Barrett, with Barron and Tuff and Pete. Like, that's, they're, they're, they're buck eyes, right? It's, it's, 
The team must become greater and I must become less. They know that, but they're still going to go out there and compete their face off. And Justin Hilliard is now, I mean, he's going into his sixth season. So he's like me. He's 35 years old. (laughs) Old man like Him and Jonathan Cooper. But I I think, yeah, it's interesting to look at that perception of those guys. Justin brought up, you know, the old memories of 18 or even 17. Mm -hmm. Like, they were getting poorly coached by Billy Davis, in my opinion. I, I said that and, at the time. And Greg Schiano, because I think that Greg didn't know what he wanted to do. He was probably a different, different defensive-type guy that was trying to play a defense that the head duck wanted, yeah. and then he didn't understand how to articulate that to his position coaches to coach what he wanted. So now I got three lines of communication that absolutely suck. And, but That's, that's what a, happened. Yeah. Okay, okay, keep going. But so it, those were also the first years where Tuff and Pete Warner were really full-time starters. Tough Bourne was coming off of an Achilles injury. So physically, sure, he wasn't the same in 18. Last year, he was fine the whole year. Okay. Justin Hilliard was coming off the Achilles last okay. year. But people, that sticks in your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, Tough was slow. He, he, you know, he missed a bunch of tackles. Well, he was being poorly coached. We by, should look that up, how many tackles he actually did miss. It was probably yeah. like five. It's not very many, according to the coaching staff. But anyway, it doesn't matter. That stands out. If you put five on tape, those are the five that you're going to see on the highlight reels. Mm. But those stick in people's mind. Pete Warner, first-time starter. Did he get beat a couple times in coverage? Sure. But I also remember in the game breaking up a throw to the tight end in the corner of the end zone that was one of the plays of the season in a tight game at that time. So he was growing. That was the end of his first year as a starter. Last year, I would say that he was the most underappreciated player and maybe the most valuable player on that defense for what he did. He played almost every position he was amazing. on the defense. You don't hear that conversation, but that's – where's Brendan White? Well, Pete Warner is keeping him on the sideline. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, do you not see him playing well? Like, those – and that's what's also really hard now. Kayvon Pope and, and Dallas Gant and Taraja Mitchell, they've all been very patient. They were so highly recruited. Jay-Z talked about keeping these guys happy. Well, they've actually really bought into that being a Buckeyes thing. Mm-hmm. And they – you know, they must, they must have great – brotherhood and a great strength of culture in that unit because they haven't left yeah, when they right. haven't got a chance to play ahead of Tough and, and Barron and, and Pete. And you know what else? They see it from the wide receiver room. They mm-hmm. see it from yeah. the O-line room. The they DB see it room. from the DB room. They see it from the defensive line room. Like when everybody is coming here because we all want to have the same thing and that's to be the best, the greatest, mm-hmm. right? And when you go to Ohio State, especially in a COVID-19 situation and I'm a senior, guess what? They're going to lean on to the guys that play at Ohio State over other smaller schools, right? I don't have to play four years or be a three-year or Mm two-year starter at Ohio State to go to the next level, Mm -hmm. right? The proof's in the pudding, right? The proof's in the pencil or whatever. Um, I'll say... I'll say this. That's 11 oh, companies know, yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just make sure that we send all those checks yeah, just, to Letterman Row. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. No doubt. I um, Oh, crap. On You're not stick. even plugging your own business yeah, today. I don't, I don't need to, man. My business is just attacking and dominating life. Um, I, th- I totally have something else to say, but go finish up another question. I think that their players are really bought in. I mean, you look at... Jeff Okuda, Chase Young, J.K. Dobbins, they've all come back since they've been drafted and met with their coaches. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about following suit and you look at those top draft picks coming back to the coaches that developed them. I mean, that speaks in volume. Oh, yeah, for sure. Lower classmen. Yeah, it helps recruiting, no doubt about it. And, I mean, they see these guys play one year at cornerback and they go top five. Right. So they're saying, I don't need to go beat myself up for four years playing linebacker. I'm going to wait this out. I'm going to do what I have to do on the side, do special teams as hard as I can, you know, just make an impact that way, get that on film so NFL teams see me doing that. And then when it's my year to go, I'm going to go out and show out, and then I'm going to go to the league. So, I mean, they, they've seen it happen so many times in the last 
four or five years yep. where guys just step in and they, they go to the league. So, Every I mean, time I go out, you know I got to show out. Juicy J, send him a check, <laughs> boom. He doesn't have to. He's a – He's just a free plug. Oh, okay, That's, poof, David Copperfield, yeah. Rick Ross. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we hope that they all get that chance to show it this year. Fewer yeah. games for sure. We'll see exactly how many in the coming days uh, as uh, things changes are coming uh, to college football. But Ohio State's still preparing. You know uh, what's not changing? No what. The Buckeyes knocking people's faces in. Boom. Let's go. That's Anthony Schlegel, <laughs> fired up as always on Monday, ending the fast. Justin Zwick, and for the first time with us, Stephanie Odie. I don't know if she'll come back after this one. but This is amazing. Great, come on. Great to have her down here to talk a little football. Uh, still planning as if there's going to be a lot more for us to cover this year. Uh, stick with us at Letterman Row for full coverage all year round no matter what. Thanks for joining us for Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. We'll see you next time.